Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Further Research Needed, the podcast with straightforward questions and not so straightforward answers. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts. Hey, I'm Hannes Feirer. And Chris Wood. And today we're asking the questions, do we really need to worry about extinction level events for humans? So first of all, as always, some beer. I'm going to need a drink for this one. Jesus. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Light, light topic as always. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. 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 Okay, so maybe a quick intro. The reason why I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, and Hannes and I actually had to chat about it, was that I uh, listened to this excerpt of a book and was pointing out like the big threats to humanity that we have to worry about. And I definitely did not. Um, overlap in my assessment of what the actual threats to humanity are um, or yeah with the opinion of the the author for sure so yeah I've been thinking about it a lot and I'm just interested to see how you guys think about it and if we should worry about any of this at all the longer I've been thinking about it the more like my, my opinion about it keeps changing uh, as I go pretty much but maybe we start with what do you guys think are the extinction level events something that will actually wipe out humanity as a whole gone not a single poor human left everybody's gone okay um i mean i think i'll go with two chris you want to start i mean i'll go with the the top the classics so uh some kind of something from outer space hitting the earth very hard is okay, probably like that won't wipe everyone out all at once there's probably some very sad people stuck in the space station <laughs> for no, some time no. <laughs> just like rotating around, around the earth waiting <laughs> to run out of air um but yes i think that that one um is a, there's a low possibility of it but it's certainly a possibility and we also um have seen evidence that it's happened before so i would say that's that's up there Mm-hmm. And we probably can't do much about it. Um, even if we could send a load of Hollywood actors to the asteroid to drill and put a giant bomb onto the asteroid, um, I think the chances of that working would be low as well. I think the key thing is detecting the asteroid before it hits the Earth. Um, and that currently is quite low. We still we have like some projects to uh, scan the star- skies and identify the... Um, riskiest objects but I, I think the chances are low that we'd find it i think we actually have at least the ones that are like really human existential threat we actually mapped those out and now we're going down basically the list of like things that will wipe out cities and stuff and we haven't i like, i think that categorized isn't... those i think there is a size of asteroids that is too small to detect but will still cause severe damage to the but planet more on okay, the planet really no well no not that the planet might crack up but but the point that it would destroy yeah it would basically countries like and wipe, out, wipe out new york yeah. at least yeah that that's easy but not i think that's not a huge problem in our context per se to, yes. to paraphrase the futurama joke uh if the dust that the asteroid sends up into the atmosphere cools the planet by the same amount as global warming then we're cool <laughs> it's actually a savior exactly. event, other than an extinction level event. meteors welcome please come <laughs> um okay yeah i think that's a very solid i mean 
like what NASA, for example, can map is the stuff that's actually flying around in our galaxy, right? Or not in our galaxy, in our solar system, but like Some you know, these yeah. freak events that just kind of like swoop in from, from far out of space that you have no idea. And we probably might be too late to, to actually see it. So yeah, definitely, yeah, I would agree with that one. Hannes, what are your I two? Think two I was thinking ones? of exactly that. And the other thing I was thinking of is things from within the Earth, which would be some kind of super volcano or some kind of um, earthquake tsunami event that I guess for a tsunami to wipe out all of human civilization would be hard because we live quite far inland, many of us. Um, yeah, at least some but people, like people in Nepal would probably survive any I guess, right, the, the wave would have to be pretty big. But you know what I mean? Um, I guess the super volcanoes would be exactly these scenarios. I think the Yellowstone, for example, if this were to ever erupt, it would be a extinction level event. You think so? That's what I've read. Huh. Because of the... So it's not me thinking, I'm just reciting other people's work. Yeah, yeah no, 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 obviously. Yeah. But so because of the dust put up... Yes, exactly. Atmosphere. Yes. yes. Mm. So we're really have... worried about... So I, I'm going to name the last one, which is climate change, straight up. If we fuck up too hard, yes. I think it's not like life will stop existing on planet Earth, but there's, a, I think, a reasonable chance that we will actually wipe ourselves out in the process. Can we, yes, now that we that we laid down a few examples, can we talk about the definition again? Because I think it's not quite clear to me and probably also not quite clear to all the listeners. When you mean extinction level event and you made it clear, it's only for humans. Yes. This is, this wouldn't, would mean an event that, that threatens human existence, but maybe some other living organisms or none of them, or maybe all of them. I think in our definition, it doesn't matter if it kills other organisms. Like right okay, now, so we're really just, just concerning human Is it going to kill us? Yes or no? Yes. So when I think of um, other extinction events in the past, obviously the the big asteroid from I am very bad with with geolog geological ages. What one of these? Post Jurassic. Post Jurassic, I think that one. Mm. Um, that this is obviously one that comes to mind, and the other one that comes to mind is the oxygen catastrophe. When the first organisms started producing this toxic oxygen and started pumping into the oceans, which killed then a lot of other organisms. Mm -hmm. And of course, humans weren't around for either of those, but a lot of, a lot of other organisms were affected or a lot of organisms were affected generally, I think. Yeah, it's like 60, 70% of all organisms. Exactly, died. for the oxygen catastrophe and probably similar for the asteroid. But now we could be thinking of something entirely different. Climate change catastrophes have happened in the past a lot, actually, um, due to warming, poles, freezing, melting, whatever. So I guess that's, that's what we're facing now. And my question is, do you think that even the scenarios that we're expecting now would you expect them to be an extinction level event for humans or just so bad, like we're thinking of hundreds of millions of um, climate refugees and so on, but would that be an extinction event? Is that, do you think that is possible? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, Chris, go. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it, it depends um, how extreme you, 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 you model the scenario, right? Like, so 
you know, even with a two degree, three degree warming, there will be mass migration and we might be living closer to the poles um, as we as as we sort of adapt to the different different temp temperatures. Um, there are scenarios that have been modeled where say the permafrost releases and starts a, a runaway methane emission and then the planet will become more like Venus where the temperatures will rise to such an extent that um, most multicellular life will be extinct at that point. So then yes, human, humanity is, is dead. We, we have a very very narrow window in which we, we what temperatures mm -hmm. we like. The bacteria and other things may, may survive that event. Yeah, um, depending on the speed of the transition, right? Yeah. And, and it's the same with the asteroids and the volcanoes. Like if a small volcano goes off, you know, it might cool the planet too much and we'll, you know, have to move just into the tropics or into or right on the equator, but we'd still be there. And then if it cools even further, we'll be, we can't even live on the equator. Be a, we'll become an ice ball Earth. Is it called snowball? Snowball. Anyway, um, these events also can be modeled. It, it's again a degree of likelihood is is the more extreme yes. the change, the less likely it is to happen. I think is the... So, Philip, now I'm curious, which were the two or three that you mentioned before? Uh, so, in the like the the book that got me on this track, uh, I have to remember now. So, one of them was definitely climate change, which I agreed with most at the time. The second one was the singularity. So basically AI becoming intelligent, sentient, however you want to call it, and basically deciding to wipe us out either Terminator style, like purposefully, or just kind of like sad in the way that one side effect would be that they wipe us out, like similar to us wiping out I don't know, a hundred species a month or something and not really caring about if they're, mm -hmm. I don't know, like frog-legged grasshopper is surviving or not. Um, so that was the second one. And I don't even remember the third one. Uh, it might have been... I think I think we talked about it. Yeah, do you remember? I think... <laughs> uh, genetic engineering. Oh, yes, genetic engineering. Uh... So basically, the similar to what we had in our transhumanism episodes, that the moment you start changing the genomics of humans, are we even human anymore? And the specialization and all the problems that go with it. Is the so question then, here the, the extinction event that we might change our species and therefore our species is extinct because we turned into something else or would yeah, we kill all of us? And uh -huh. no, no, no. I think the argument was that after we start this process, if you go like a thousand years into the future, what kind of like our uh, offspring, we wouldn't even call a human anymore. They are basically well, a completely different thing. It sounds a bit like evolution itself would be an extinction event if species turn into other species. That's I mean, it's very a... true, right? Yeah, it's the claim that like um, dinosaurs all got wiped out because of the because of the asteroid, but actually chickens and birds still exist, and they are considered to be direct descendants from the yeah. dinosaurs. But so, if mm -hmm. you would ask a T. Rex and showing the chicken go, hey, don't worry about it. Your offspring is absolutely fine. They'd probably be, like oh if gosh. they were if they were sentient, they'd probably be quite offended and not happy with this outcome. Um, there is, there's so much to unpack here. There's several grants we need to write. One is to see <laughs> if we can breed a T-Rex with a chicken, just you know, put them in the same cage together. Mm -hmm. And two is to see if T-Rexes can be insulted by the choice of mate we give it. <laughs> 
and how we would discover this. I think all of this is valid research that needs to be done. Definitely. Mm, I mean, now definitely. that they bring the mammoth back, I mean, we're already one step closer to Jurassic Park. So, <laughs> okay, so Philip, you seem very unhappy with these two of these three proposed extinction events, at least. Yeah, and I'm getting even more unhappy with the third one, to be honest. So, I mean, for me, AI, like, I think my, my general problem that I had with these, like the, let's say, more technical scenarios is <clears throat> that it's almost science fiction. Like if you compare climate change, which is actually happening right at the moment, which we can see and measure, and then you're talking about a hypothetical where one of NVIDIA GPUs kind of like becomes sentient and takes over the world. Like one of those is way more likely than the other one. One of them is actually happening and the other one is kind of like a pipe dream of Elon Musk, you know? Going around the street and they're like, you must install DirectX 12. <laughs> no, I don't want to, please. <laughs> I, for one... Uh, welcome our nvidia overlords um but i think it got me really angry that we're kind of like spending time and resources and just manpower on things that i feel like are not really a problem but they are under this pretense of like they fall into the same kind of category or if we don't do anything about super intelligent ai then the consequences are going to be terrible and humanity is will be will be lost but at the like we are just like driving around in our cars actively doing this so i find this kind of like contrast very stark that people are putting kind of like weird things into the same category okay, here's a question don't you think potential threats of new technologies should be discussed before they're out there mm. Mm. i think you can discuss them but at least how much resources and time you spend on them should be linked to how likely they are to actually come but, about. But I guess this you only know once you've done the research and then mapped out the scenarios. And still we don't know like how much resources is spent on that. Now you read it in one book. It's not, doesn't seem like we have a whole institute working on that. Uh, yeah, how much did they, like, so we're having a real, real problem at the moment, galvanizing the world's resources against climate change, but mm -hmm. you know, a lot of money is now starting to be spent on carbon capture, on solar panels and on things. My impression is that we're not spending that to combat rogue AIs at all. It more, we're just chatting about it in conferences and writing maybe some books or papers saying rogue AIs could be a problem. Uh, but we're not like DARPA isn't spending a lot of money building bigger and bigger EMP devices to destroy all the AIs. I mean, I wouldn't bet on that I think DARPA is spending a lot of money on EMP devices, but okay. probably not to, to not, not against the, the Terminator <laughs> yeah. scenario. More yeah, for sure. Nations or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would get, I think you're right in the sense of that where we actually put the money, it's probably proportional at the moment, but it feels like the general public is almost led astray purposefully to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sure, you could worry about climate change and actually do something about it, or you could just worry about the, I don't know, general AI coming online and the Terminator scenario. So, kind of the messaging that's out there feels like people are more interested in the stuff that sounds more sci fi and more kind of like far fetched that they don't really have to do anything about. Well, 
for climate change, there's actually a relatively clear course of action that you what you would like to do and people would rather think about. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, different example. If you think about the meteor impact, right? So a lot of what Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all these like rocket ship companies are doing is basically saying, oh, we need to diversify humanity. We need to get on different planets to actually spread our risk because when the meteor hits, we need to have like a, you can't put all of your uh, eggs into one basket, which I think is the same thing. It's like Jeff Bezos just wants to shoot his dick rocket into the sky and he <laughs> thinks it's really cool, but maybe you could use all of that money and do something about climate change, which is actually happening right now at the moment. So I don't, this looks so unhappy with me right now. Well, I don't think the the either it's not an either or situation, right? A lot of money is spent, way more money is spent into climate change than into trying to get off the planet. And most of NASA's funding, for example, is not facing the galaxy, but most of what they're studying is the planet Earth and climate effects and so on. So I think there is a bit of a disconnect between what people think how much funding is spent on trying to colonize the solar system or the galaxy and how much we actually spend compared to how much we actually focus on the planet. So I think there's a bit of an imbalance. But having said that, I'm completely on your side when you say that the, the extinction threat of the artificial intelligence is an actual threat. And you should even even put it on the same scale as climate change or any even asteroids. You know, we know asteroids exist and they have hit the planet before. Hmm. But so far, no, I mean, AI doesn't exist, right? Not, not like that. We have, Earth. sorry? Plays a mean game of StarCraft. <laughs> That's what does. I've heard, exactly. It's, it's, it really does. There are computers that play, play StarCraft very well. But it's not the, the thing we're afraid of, right? I mean, I'm not, but it seems like people are out there. So can I, let's flip this, because it's all about perception and particularly public perception. Um, and what's interesting is that we are all child, children of the 80s, 90s. Is that fair? I'm 89. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, none of us picked up on nuclear war being an extinction level event. Oh, because... yeah, we missed a really big one. Oops. Yeah, that's right. true. Oops. And, and like, <laughs> that's, that's because of our personal histories. We have never grown up in the, under the shadow of the Cold War. Um, and so we don't see it as a threat. But this, they haven't de disarmed. Russia, US, China all still have those bombs. And if they all went off at once, potentially that's an extinction level event. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite sure that I. I and we're not uh, putting the resources into this anymore. Like, okay, so you, could, you can again argue that climate change is a more pressing problem. But, you know, and it's just about public perception. I think there's no, um, it's difficult to tease apart. This is the thing about human perceptions of risk. It's, we're terrible at perception of risk. Um, there's actually a really cool position. There's a professorship in Cambridge for the public perception of risk. And whenever someone starts a new thing saying, oh, um, bananas cause cancer, he gets put on the radio or the TV and he's like, okay, so when you eat one banana, it increases your chance of cancer by one, one death per hundred people in 10 years and tries to explain that that's, that's less, much less than everyone choosing to cross the road at the same time. And just trying to put these things into context. 
Um, mm. And so I think, I think there needs to be, I think you're right, um, Philip, that there needs to be a more um, cautious assessment of the risks these, these events pose with something like, I don't know, with a time scale and a, and a possibility risk. So it's like within the next 10 years, what's going to cause, what could cause an extinction level event. And personally speaking, I would put climate change within a 10 year period at a high risk, a high risk of that actually happening. Less so for a uh, AI and less so for a, a meteorite, uh, these sorts of things. Mm, that's interesting. Mm. I feel like the meteor is more... Wouldn't agree to that, but, but fair enough. We don't know, right? We had, there's been one in, I don't know how old the Earth is, shit. More than 4,000 years. <laughs> what? Isn't that like five billion? I always get what are you, between What are you talking about? How old, how old is the Earth? Earth? Oh, four billion years, roughly. Yeah, four and I, a half? Just, I just rounded up. It is yeah, 4.5 like billion years. Yeah, nice. According to Google. Yeah. So I don't know. Does that start yeah. when it first agglomerates or when the crust cools? No, I, I don't know. Somewhere there. <laughs> I don't know either. But either I way. When the yeah, planetary I, disk coalesced. Or when the moon. That's not the topic off, here. That's not the topic. When the moon pops off the Earth. Pops it, off. I think there was, was also late. a meteor involved in that. It doesn't just like go, fuck you guys. Whoop. I'm okay. I thought it was like cell division. It just pops. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Is that how planets are formed? Cell division. Yeah. No, it's just, just really moves. slow. Just moves. Just moves. Let's have an let's have an episode on planetary formation. I think it's very interesting, and I know very little, so we should find a good expert and talk <laughs> about that. Please get someone in, because otherwise it's going to be us talking about like weird biological theories pushed onto planetary science. It's like spores, right? Yeah, just, like you spores. have like a bigger planet. The sun just kind of like. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lasso you back now. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about the second threat you mentioned, Philip, genetic engineering. Yeah, I and, mean, and what even would, would even be the scenario? Is that only speciation would be a thing? Or is the scenario that we would change and we would mess with biology, bio, oh. <clears throat> and we would mess with biology to a point that we cannot go back and humans would end up infertile? Or I don't know. I think like I think his argument was basically like a transhumanist argument, in the sense of that after you went through this transitory period on the other side, you're not human anymore. It's like then what's the what's the point? That's I don't see how this is extinction. Uh, I mean, Trivial I, are the I, same species, but but there is still something like. I mean, I get it to some point. I just disagree with the risk and the speed of that. Like what I feel in the like end of is, possibility, right? We. The same thing like with AI, there's no, this hasn't happened before. We, we're not at the point where we can actually change our biology to the point that there is, has been speciation so far. Yeah. Exactly. So what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me angry. <laughs> but I also feel like, like, can we please fix the problems we have right now so that we can actually get to the point where you can worry about the other stuff? Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here because I feel like the two things that make the most sense to me in terms of like actual existential threat is sort of like a two punch hypothesis. It's like you get climate change and the resulting conflict basically wipes us out. Like, as you said, Chris, there's so many nuclear weapons on this planet that we could like kill the planet three times over or something. And obviously we're not thinking about that at the moment, but once you 
factor in like huge migra migratory patterns of humans and whatever, it just becomes, you know, like it's a powder keg that we're basically sitting on. And at the, yeah, at the same time, we're like worrying about stupid things, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think on a positive note, there is a lot of effort spent into fixing climate change or at least mitigating the consequences thereof. And there are still programs against uh, programs for dearming of nuclear weapons. So that is still a bit of a thing, right? And I don't think people are actually like the populace is actually worried about extinction through biological engineering or AI taking over. And I hope they're not any soon. We should focus on the other things. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it feels like a diversion technique. Or like a, like a diversion to me that you're already so, like getting ahead out of it and you're like, ah, yeah, 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 sure, climate change, but all the other things as well, because certain people have interest to not do anything about climate change. And I sort of disagree with the statement that we're actually doing enough about climate uh, You didn't say enough, but let's say what we need to do and what we're actually doing doesn't match very well, in my opinion. So this is also quite, um, it's certainly an anthropocentric argument we're having because we're, we're, we're only concerned about whether humans survive or not, yeah. and not whether the, the planet and biological life as we know it continues. Um, but it is also quite um, self-centered in the idea that we could even conceive of the extinction level event that will end us. So the only ones we've come up with, and we, we already saw it, we'd all, we'd all forgotten about nuclear war because we hadn't perceived it. So as a, as a complete society, what have, what have we collectively ignored that will, ex will, will happen and that we haven't seen happen? You know, gamma ray burst from the sun, the sun exploding or the moon falling on us, or, you know, they, they, we can come up with loads of different scenarios. And given that there are probably infinite possibilities of other things, other, other extinction level events that we haven't thought of, it's probably more likely that our extinction level event, should it come, will have not been thought about than been thought about. That's very interesting. But I'm also like, you might also be completely wrong that it's something so obvious and you're like, oh, well, okay. Like we've seen this coming for a long, long time. And we're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just gonna fix it down the line at some point, you know? Like this is, this is gonna be fine. It's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. And then you're dead and you're like, oh, oops. Can you imagine if Y2K actually happened just randomly, just like 20, 24 years late and suddenly all everything stops and we all die. Uh, oh, <laughs> exactly. we, we installed those. Oh, bollocks. Oh. I can't believe we had a whole episode without it, but now I'm going to say it. What about a virus? Oh, oh, Every no. human, extremely unlikely. Extremely unlikely, but I think... Every human. But I think not less likely. No, of course it's not. I want to say it. It's very likely for every human, but even climate change, like the, the, the earth is very diverse and humans are quite resilient. There will be places where people will live in, in unless we, the earth turns into Venus, but that staying in, in the range of between zero and hundred degrees, people are going to survive somewhere, a few. Are there examples of um, extinctions happening because of the disease? So the one I can think of is the Tasmanian devil gives itself face cancer through some virus. Mm. And, and they it's, still exist. They still exist, but they, they're only because of intervention by humans trying to keep them alive. Um, we're so unfair. We're like, some species, yes, yeah. you look cute. We, we like you. And then other species, we're like, ah, I don't give a shit. Is it, that's actually the bigger risk, is that after a couple of thousand years, humanity will continue, but 
all the not cute animals will have died off and only cute animals will exist. Oh no, and then we have become, to eat them. <laughs> we'll become an but, anime universe. But <laughs> I always select for them. So we're going to have super cute bees. Well, they are cute already. Super cute spiders, super cute alligators and all that. Yeah, These are, this is the, we should put more funding into cutifying all animals exactly. possible. The, the reason why I think that climate change is a, a extinction event though is because exactly for us not being able to see the consequences because you can make these like broad statements about periods in earth's history where things changed and you can see how like so many different species died at the same time but for us to predict what's going to happen in the near or like midterm future is really difficult so in that book one thing they mentioned is if the temperature goes up by more than the two degrees that we were shooting for and we are probably going to miss is that a lot of the algae producing oxygen in the ocean are actually not that resistant against that kind of heat and if they die and start producing oxygen then we're going to have an actual problem on our, on our hand plus i'm still a big fan of if we wipe ourselves out it's not going to be one thing because we probably will be able to do one thing but if it's multiple things at the same time biodiversity collapsing on a level that it basically kills our crops and at the same time a decrease in oxygen whatever then i'm not sure if we can handle that so i don't think it's just the oh the temperature is going up we're just going to move to the poles or we're going to move to the to the um to the tropics it's not that easy right like all of this change is going to bring change it's going to bring change it's going to bring change and the consequences of that are really hard to to predict beforehand well that's that's quite depressing <laughs> on that bombshell bombshell yeah but i wanted to i wanted to come back to our, my initial question do we actually have to worry about this stuff like do is it even worth considering any of this i think we do really I think it's yeah. definitely worth, well, the climate change question, obviously, we have to consider it, and we are. And do I also though? do think, excuse me? Do we, though? Yeah, of course we do. Everyone talks about it the entire time. We're not, maybe not doing enough, but we're definitely doing things. No, 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 we're doing stuff, but should we? Should we? we should get extinct because it's better for the planet as a whole. You know, what I'm saying is, I mean, extinction is a possibility. But maybe it's just surplus, right? Right now, there are how many? Three billion people on this planet? Maybe Three? we just need to... Seven and a half? Oh, really? <laughs> What's with your numbers nice. today? I don't know. I'm off. But that's why you are here to fact check me. Um, maybe you just need to go back to like, I don't know, like a million or something. Like, do we really like need to worry about it? Like maybe climate change, exactly. you can do something about that. But like meteors and stuff, like why not just let it run its course. We're not like we're not important in the grand scheme of theme things. Earth is gonna survive. A whole bunch of bacteria is gonna survive. Like, is it really that important that we do? I mean, it's kind of pointless um, asking this question. Like, we, we can. Thank you, thank you, Chris. We can. Wow. Like, okay. <laughs> You know, we, it, I think it's more a question of priorities in terms of economic priority. Like, should we spend money on climate change or should we wait and spend some money on building the biggest nuclear bomb that we can put on a rocket that we can then send to the asteroid and destroy the asteroid? 
And I think right now we shouldn't probably not worry about the asteroids because of the chance difficulty equation, but with, with climate change, it's something we can actually do pretty easily now. It's, it's not a, it's not, you know, um, it's not hard. You just, we know what, we know what the answers are and we have the technology now. It's a question of economics. So. Okay. I have another opinion. Why oh. care at all? We already fucked up earth. It's not going to get any better. Like, is that a or a question? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm making you a go, suggestion here. Are you going full Elon uh -huh. Musk? Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck all of that. We're just going to oh. colonize Mars and whatever. We're just going to send arcs into the universe and just find a new planet to live in. Mars is a dump. It's like a big red desert. We already don't like I mean, the deserts. For the first, I don't know, 100 generations or something. But then... Yeah, but that's also true of... of um, uh, nuclear apocalypse or um, uh, climate change earth it's going to be a shit for 100 200 generations but then things will readjust and it'll be fine hmm. i'm not sure though at least with mars you know what you're getting just a lot of dust exactly with climate change you don't know it doesn't have to be that bad and not oh, might, add, because we shouldn't do better. anything but i mean there's already wine growing in southern sweden soon it's going to grow in northern sweden and then we're all happy right i mean well, the Swedes, oh, Swedes will be, yes. Greece and, and France will be on fire, but. Yeah. I mean, what's new under this planet? On this okay, planet? So the two people living in Sweden are cool with it. I'm not cool with it because I'm slightly closer to the burning region. France, but... exactly. But it's your fault, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you I mean, Philip, you're obviously being, being, Philip, you're obviously being the devil's avocado here. And I don't know if like we actually want to, that's not your opinion is it i mean i'm just wondering like in the like really really big question does it really matter like i'm i'm not i'm not suggesting to not give a shit i'm just really asking myself if it's worth thinking about this at all because i spend a decent chunk of my like kind of like brain power on thinking about climate change and what we should do and voting and what I buy and not buy and all these kind of stuff like does it really but what else but, are you going to do with that time I mean just watch more YouTube videos I guess or something I guess the so... question why, why do we want humanity to to exist is a very deep one and everyone yeah. would intuitively say why and no one can really say why they want it I think most sorry. people would say yes sorry everyone would why? say yes I and mean, no one can really say sorry sorry that was I spoke here <laughs> Everyone would intuitively say yes, and no one could really answer the question why they want it if pressed hard enough with enough objections. But still, we do, right? So we we try to make a future for our kids. Yeah, I think we're kind of getting to a Thanos, evil James Bond level mm -hmm. bad guy philosophy here, which is like, well, it doesn't really matter. We might as well just destroy everything, and it's fine. It's, it probably would be better, you know, if we just gave up. Let's go full on nihilism here. Doesn't. Okay, on this very happy note, I think each one of you gets like a final statement. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, maybe I can start while you guys figure out what you want to say, but I'm happy that we talked about, and it's, yeah, it's been bugging me a long time, but I guess my, let's say, default mode of being pessimistic about everything is not really warranted here. Like, yeah, we're doing stuff about climate change and we're actually doing more about these kinds of things than the other threats that we discussed today. 
so yeah i'm i'm more hopeful i feel like i've dragged you guys down though so what do you think Hannes? i'm a bit shocked by your pessimism philip <laughs> seriously but and i do think i do think we should have some kind of evaluation of new technologies and their impact on human life in general and why am i am for new technologies and for technological prog progress and all these things but looking back it has brought a lot of problems climate human-made climate change is one of them so also considering genetic engineering and even very unlikely ai threats i do think we should think about those and play those through before we put things on the market because this doesn't always go wrong. Of course, technology has brought us a lot of good things, no doubt there. But still, I do want to think about that, even if it will never happen or the technology will never come about the same way we envision it. I do th still think it's important to talk and think about it. Okay, very hopeful. Paternal message, what about you, Chris? Um, uh, I think it's incredible the arrogance that we have as a species species that we can even begin to start thinking these things and it's incredible that we can sit here and go okay we'll go off planet or we will change the climate and we're going to either change the climate one way or the other either we are changing the climate it's getting hotter so we did that we think and now we're going to choose not to do that and change it back again or do something to change it and that's incredible like that the ability to um have agency over our, our progress over the next hundred years is, even if we just think that we can do this, it's brilliant. And we should consider, constantly consider what we can do, what can we do to make it better? Um, and like Hannes uh, has said, we should also try and think ahead as to what are the consequences of actions that we make now? Because we know, or at least the huge thing about the climate change debate is we know that our past decisions have had consequences now in our future and so can we be cleverer this time around uh, and I think that's true for everything uh, and if it happens in a microcosm of us discussing killer AIs and um, going to the moon and giant penis shaped rockets it's all the better. Okay I, I really like your, your hopeful, let's say carefully hopeful optimism. Um, thanks for listening and see you guys in two weeks. <laughs>